up, everybody? Jingle bells and Django, welcome back Django. to final <laughs> final checkpoint. My name is Joel, and I'm Ben. And each week we get together and talk about video games and discuss games that we are playing. Uh, this is a special episode because we're actually not going to talk about any news. We're uh, kind of doing a special episode all based around our five most impactful games. Yes. And that's impactful to us. Impactful to us. Yes, definitely. Yeah. If you're wondering why we're doing this, it's because, sorry to break the illusion here. Oh, no. We recorded this right after our last episode because we were both going to be busy for the holidays. Don't, don't tell them that. I have, to, I have to come clean because I probably sound sick as shit in the last episode <laughs> and just as bad in this one. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. The <laughs> secret's out. <laughs> Joel's yeah. dying in both episodes. <laughs> He's just dying very slowly over two weeks. Uh, of course, you can find this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and of course, thegamefanatics.com. You can send your questions, comments, and concerns to finalcheckpointpod at gmail.com. Ben, video yes. games are fucking awesome. Yes, that was the whole idea of this was you know, this is a new show. Let's kind of go through our history of our some of our favorite games, the ones that we love, what they mean to us, blah, blah, blah. Uh, kind of a, a reference point for us yeah. as idiots. Get to know us, people. People. Get to know us. Yeah. Yeah. And also, just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, there's still, there's like a lot of games that I feel are impactful in general. Um, 100%. Well, that, that's why this is different. Yeah, it was really hard um, to narrow it down to five. Nah, I had to cut two. Yeah, I felt really bad, like, not including one of them, but who cares? It's, it's <laughs> tough. Five is tough. It's tough, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're each going to... We each have a list of five games that were impactful to us in certain ways. Um, I, I don't think mine really goes over, like, the history of my gaming, like, a legacy or whatever mainly just games that really stuck with me and really kind of either changed my taste in games or really just kind of brought like a new i guess perspective to what i think about video games mm-hmm. so we're gonna take turns so i will start with my first one pokemon red and blue for the game boy wow um, okay so i have already been playing i had already been playing video games when these came out but <clears throat> What I really liked about Pokemon Red and Blue, it introduced me to RPGs. Because I really wasn't super into RPGs before I played a Pokemon game. So I missed out like on all the older Final Fantasies and like uh, Dragon Quest or Dragon Warrior at the time. Things like that. Mm-hmm. I really didn't get into RPGs until after I played Pokemon Red and Blue. Um, it was also a game that I played with like all my friends. And it was everything we could talk about at school. And it was cool to like actually grab our link cables and trade Pokemon. Um, and I grew like really attached to my Pokemon team. So it was, it was just like really the first shining light of like, this game is like, I'm obsessed with it. And I want to catch, you know, all the Pokemon, even though I didn't <laughs> all, of them. all of them, even though I never did. <laughs> um, but it was just a crazy time where like everybody was fucking playing the same game. Oh yeah. That's a good choice. Yeah. That's a, that's a big Big game, obviously. Oh, yeah, for sure. Big time. Big time. Especially now playing, like, Pokemon Shield, really thinking, like, where this series started and where it is now, and you're kind of like, 
damn all right it's come a long way if only it could go a little bit farther <laughs> yeah has it has it come a long way I, I don't know i mean they've definitely added a whole lot more pokemon but <laughs> not really growing this the way we i think as a community really wanted but that's okay as anticipated it's okay still a good game as an aside i think it'd be really interesting to find an article or something at the time speculating about what the sequel to pokemon could be oh damn that's interesting you know yeah because like right now we could speculate how you could have done it but back then they had no idea what could come next that'd be an interesting thing to read that's true can you imagine if showing someone the nintendo switch back then i think they'd understand that but then you dock it and it shows up right on the TV. I think their head would explode. Now that as soon as you dock blow it, their mind. Yeah, as soon as you dock it, their yeah. head would explode. They're like, oh, I've, I've seen this. Makes sense. It's just like a big game. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, pfft. that's what it would be. <laughs> <laughs> just, their face melts like the end of Indiana Jones. Uh, yeah. Dope. All righty, Ben. Give us your first. Uh, I was going to sneeze and then it didn't happen. Oh, no. You held it in your brain. No, I didn't. It just went away. <laughs> my uh, my first game is the first game I, I have to pick is Ocarina of Time. Ooh. Um, this is the game that made me realize games could be more than what they were because I was, I was a Genesis kid and I played a lot of Sonic and Vector Man and all that shit. Oh, man. But I never really played anything else. Like, this was my first Zelda game my first 3D quasi-open-world at the time uh, game, the first game I played with cutscenes, like actual camera cuts and all that, and, and a story told like that. Uh, NPCs, first game with NPCs, a side quest, all this stuff. Like, everything. Literally everything this game did, it was the first time I'd played a game that did it, basically. Um, so it's it's hard to not be nostalgic for that and to have such a love for that game uh, I remember I'd come home from school and I would start a new game in Ocarina of Time and play through to like Jabu Jabu's belly like I would just do that every day for a week like, I don't know, I'm just gonna play half the game uh, it's it's an incredible game for the longest time it was my favorite game ever made I, I think it has not aged super well yeah overall that generation definitely had a hard time aging because it was like 64 and ps1 eras just yeah. polygonal characters really rough and textures and all that stuff it's pretty rough but i think it just it holds such a a perfect place in my heart and until it was surpassed by perhaps another title in my list Ooh, dun 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 foreshadowing dun 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 but still i mean it's freaking ocarina of time yeah come on I had a good time watching you do your playthrough of Ocarina of Time when we did it on stream. That yeah. was fun. I had a good time with that. It was good. I missed the boat on, on that time because it had come out after I had switched from an N64 to a PS1. So I had completely missed the boat on it. And when I tried to play it on the 3DS, like the remake version, I could see yeah. where the greatness was. But I think for me at that time, like... I've already played all these huge open world games like Assassin's Creed and stuff like that, that it was really hard to go back into like that type of, mm -hmm. of game and really well, kind of like see the Especially the craziness. if you had played any 3D Zelda after Ocarina of Time. Yeah. It, it's going to reduce that game. I mean, it's still, like you're saying, it's still going to be good, but 
there's something so magical. I mean, I think I was nine, maybe eight or nine when I played the game. Uh, at that age, not understanding what any of it meant. I remember getting to the bottom of, of the great Deku tree and being scared to fight the boss and then seeing it crawl on the ceiling, be like, this, I've never seen anything like this. <laughs> it was, it was mind blowing as a, as child me. Oh yeah. Yeah. Played it. It was so cool. Yeah. So, so impactful. There it is. If you will. Totes. All right. Moving on. Let's go to game number two. I'll start with mine. Infamous on the PlayStation Ooh. 3. So Infamous, like, I mean, I had already been, like, a huge PlayStation fan, kind of, but I was, you know, I was not fully committed the way I am now. But Infamous made me love PlayStation. I The minute I heard about Infamous, I was so excited for it. It's kind of like a dream come true for me as far as, like, the game type and also the superpowers that you your character would have like mm -hmm. light the ability to like shoot lightning out of your hands was like by far one of my top picks for super like superpowers that i would want to have um and you get the choice of being good or bad which is awesome and it was just this game that like i fell in love with and i remember when they announced infamous 2 just like i was probably the most hyped i'd ever been in my life for a game like i was so crazy hyped about it and it was just really good and i really wish they would come out with like a remastered version of it because that would be fucking awesome and i almost have all the trophies in both of them the first infamous i'm missing one shard and i have scoured the map i have gone through a checklist i printed out a map and crossed it off oh man checked everything i think it's got to be glitched somewhere where I, it's just like gone that's the only trophy I need for it. I hate trophies like that. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, like if you're gonna have a thousand collectibles, have the trophy be getting like nine hundred and eighty. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy, but yeah, it's too much. Yeah, Infamous. I love that game. I loved Infamous too. I loved um, Infamous Second Son on PS4. I still really like it, even though it wasn't like as great as like one and two. Um, I still think it's a beautiful game, and it was really fun. I uh, I played because uh, Infamous was one of the free games you got after the PlayStation outage, so I I, I picked Infamous, um, or one of the games you could choose from. Anyway, I didn't like it very much. No, <laughs> I played like an hour of it, and I was like, this is a shitty third-person shooter in an open world. I don't like this. Yeah, it doesn't. Um, you know, the first one didn't play as well as like the new ones do, but like when I think when I watch people play Control, for example, it reminds me a lot of Infamous. Uh -huh. And I think one of the worst things about control is somehow it controls. Exactly. Sometimes. But the powers were cool. I managed to really like the gameplay. <laughs> and I, I I played the shit out of uh what is it, Second Sun and First Light to get like the platinum trophies. Mm -hmm. First Light is incredible. I love that game. Yeah, I, I maybe one of these days I'll try one of those. One of the PS4 ones. Because they're they were both on PS Plus. I yeah, think. I would try First Light if you have a chance. I mean that's it's, it's you okay. don't have to play like the original and it's like my favorite powers from that game so pretty cool okay i'll do that yeah maybe yeah someday yeah yeah my biscuit okay <laughs> <laughs> let's move on god damn it <laughs> uh so my second game 
is Diablo 2. Ooh. Diablo. Uh, this is one of those games. There's there's another game on my list uh, that the same can be said of as this one that I'll forget when I think of my favorite games. I'll just forget about this game. And that's because Diablo 2 was something I played hundreds of hours of. What? Almost 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. at this point. Um God, that makes it sound really bad. Let's just go 15. Let's go with 15. Okay, uh, <laughs> we'll give you that. Sounds better if we do it that way. We're rounding, rounding up or down a little bit. They're rounding way down. Uh, we're rounding just a smidge. I love Diablo 2. I love everything about it. I, I got hopelessly addicted to this game. Uh, it's it's just one of those one of those things where it did, I guess, kind of a procedurally... Um, map you know like procedurally developed what's the word it doesn't matter uh, generated is yeah. the word <laughs> that's the word <laughs> map uh pretty early you know early 2000s i guess even diablo 1 had that but more specifically diablo 2 where you just go out and oh this time the waypoint's over here and that cave's over there and it, that didn't spawn that time and just changed it up enough to where you could replay it over and over and the way the skill trees worked and uh, as, as cool as the system in Diablo 3 is where every level you're kind of changing things up and it's whatever, yeah. the builds you could make in Diablo 2 and how diverse they felt where you could have a necromancer and you have a bunch of skeleton mages and all this stuff or you could be a, a paladin and using buffs and, and all this healing and all, all these other things or a sorcerer. and It was so cool. Sorceress, I guess. Uh, it was oh, everything about that game I love. I played through it so many times, over and over. The expansion, everything. I still remember. It was one of those games that came with the on PC. It was an install disc, and then it had the play disc, and then it had the cinematics disc. Oh Jesus! And you knew when you <laughs> finished the act, it was time to put in the cinematics disc and watch some cool ass cutscene. And it was freaking cool. <laughs> I think I have yet to play a game since Diablo 2 that has handled loot as good as Diablo 2. Yeah. Uh, if they ever do Diablo 2 Remastered, I'm just going to lose my mind. Um, and that's why I'm excited for Diablo 4, because it looks and looks like it feels like uh, a return to that style. Because, God, yeah, that game is so good. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I remember playing it as a kid. Um, or I guess not kid, a little bit older. Um, sure. And I remember playing one with my friend, and I, I wish I'd put in more time in Diablo 2. I definitely put in a lot of time in Diablo 3. Yeah. It's just Diablo 2. I, I could play that today and still enjoy it. I know people are like, it's just clicking. I know, I know it's just clicking, but damn, is it not good. How dare There's you? Like, <laughs> they add runes and stuff, and the the characters they added, I feel like all the characters they added changed the game so much, like the druid, and you could be a shape-shifting druid, or you can be a beast master. Very diverse character builds. Yeah. So good, so damn good. Damn. Oh, damn, I want to play Diablo 2 again. There you go. But as I said last week, which was definitely last week, 
my my hand is fucked up and i'm pretty sure it's because of that game <laughs> oh my god so, because it's it's uh you had to have your hands on the one two three four keys the entire time because that was your potions oh yeah yeah and potion out of ready you know? yeah my hand's broken just like a pile of garbage oh, right now yeah oh well worth it though right at the time yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like i don't know <laughs> at the time it was a great idea <laughs> cool cool that's a good entry that's a good entry <laughs> it is a good entry thank you all right let's move on to our third game number three yeah on the list um i know you've heard me talk about this over and over again um city of heroes oh no city of heroes <laughs> now I've, I've said other things about city of heroes these are the main reasons why this game was very impactful to me. It was the first game I ever became addicted to. Mm. Like fully. Like I would get home from school, not do my homework and just play it for hours, okay. four, five hour sessions of just sitting and playing the shit out of that game. And like it made MMORPGs one of my favorite genres, even though I don't have like the time for it anymore or like the attention span for it. I still that style of game. Yeah, I still love checking yeah. out MMOs. Like Final Fantasy XIV is on my list now for like a game I want to constantly play. Um, Guild Wars is always something I keep updated on my computer, even though I don't play it as often anymore. I still enjoy like the gameplay of it. Um, and then I really loved like Star Wars: The Old Republic and World of Warcraft. Um, but City Heroes always sticks out as like that game that really like shined that light for me as far as like falling in love with playing a game that really like was an investment like i had to invest time into it to get my character to a certain level to get all the powers i wanted to roll with my super group and do like fuck it, i think they were called tasks or super tasks or some shit they were like basically dungeons <laughs> they're like dungeons and raids basically um okay but i like i love that game so much i convinced like my cousin to play it my friend to play it and then a couple of my uh, friends from from school at the time to play it and we were all playing that fucking game at the same time it was crazy definitely uh definitely one of those games that maybe like had a negative impact but also a positive one <laughs> <laughs> a somewhat negative a so it, impact. it definitely made an impact <laughs> whether that was good or not is yeah, time will tell i guess <laughs> yeah it's up to you yeah yeah but I, that's all i really wrote on that one all right that that works i am not an mmo person uh, after diablo 2 i uh i i saw wow right i saw wow coming and i oh, said no. no that's gonna be bad yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's let's not try that after i was addicted to diablo 2 for like <laughs> two years let's not let's just avoid that entirely so i missed the mmo boat thank good you you dodged the bullet Otherwise, I would have no hands. You would have no hands. You'd be playing with your feet. I'd find a way. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Find a way. Cool. Well, let's move on to your number three. Yes. So, I uh, another game we kind of just talked about, definitely last week, Half-Life 2. Um, oh, yeah. This is the other game I forget about a lot <laughs> as being a, a game I like because it just went away. Yeah, yeah. So long. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I keep um, forgetting about that one. Yeah, but this this is one of those games I played through. I've played through Half Life Two in its entirety, maybe not including the episodes, but just the base game 
10 times maybe okay yeah a, a a good portion and there's it's one of those things where you kind of forget like you forget how strong that opening is with the pick up the can and just walking around and this is years before games would have a quote-unquote cold open like that yeah uh, you don't even get a gun for half an hour if not a little bit longer if you take your time and explore uh, and the parts on the boat the bridge there's the lighthouse there's so many set piece moments and so many cool weapons and they're just normal weapons they're just like oh a rocket launcher but what you do with that rocket launcher taking out those combined ships and like breaking into the prison with that every single moment of this game there's so many moments there's like a tremors level there's a survival horror level and it all fits and works so well within that that setting and environment plus the story is just so interesting yes and has so much lore involved with it and it, it tells you just enough to where you understand but not enough to where you know everything it's so well done and then yeah like episode one and two mainly episode two is phenomenal um it's it's definitely a ride through and through it's a long ass game if you play episode or half-life 2 and the episodes it's probably close to 30 hours wow it's a it's a lot of stuff i don't feel like it was that long i don't remember it being that long but maybe it is even like well the base game is probably 15 hours um if not a little more okay um depend depending and then episode one's like four hours and episode two is like six to eight i would say oh okay um, i definitely need to go yeah, back so and it's just been it's like three games but god i yeah i want to replay all those again and maybe i will before half-life alex who knows who can say who fucking knows yeah <laughs> yeah man yeah man <laughs> i don't know why i did that <laughs> get angry over here i like it <laughs> all right let's go ahead and move on to number four number four so this is like when i got to this point on my list this is where i really had a hard time like kind of dwindling it down to just a certain amount of game of like certain games um mm -hmm. i picked mass effect 2 okay. for my number four mass effect 2 was probably one of the first games that i like was emotionally invested in when it came to like caring about my characters and like the build-up to that last like suicide mission mm -hmm. was awesome and like the anxiety i had going into it because even though like i could probably reload a save or whatever the first time you go through it in in a way is kind of like no this is what really happened <laughs> and that's how i played yeah. it like i wasn't gonna go back and reload it even if like thane died who thane was like my favorite character in that game um or one of them but like if he died i was like no that's just gonna be the story and i was fully ready to commit and like the story the characters the gameplay was all like top notch it was the perfect mix of rpg and action and like player choice and it was like it was just i just remember playing that when it first came out and just loving the shit out of that to the point that was the game i got an xbox 364 just to play through <laughs> one and two that's really all i had it for and then they announced mass effect 2 for ps3 and i was like oh i don't need this anymore and i got rid of my xbox 360 <laughs> <laughs> right in the trash <laughs> 
but yeah, that was quite quite the experience. Yeah, obviously, definitely one of the biggest new franchises of the last. I guess I can't even say last ten years, but whatever. Yeah, and that, that, that generation, that like whole experience of bringing over your save from game to game to continue mm-hmm. your story, and that was like peak Bioware compared to like where they're at now. Oh, it's yeah. like kind of sad in comparison, but like that was peak. That was peak Bioware. 100%. I always am more partial to Mass Effect 1 uh, over Mass Effect 2. but Yeah, which, I, I mean, I, I really like Mass Effect 1, but I think, like, because Vive 2, you're already kind of, like, attached to those characters a little bit. It, it's... Yeah. But, but yeah, I love, I love I, 1 as well. I think I played Mass Effect 1, like, five times nice. uh, i really i really liked playing through it it's not a very long game and it's got all these characters i really like the story of mass effect one i think it has the best story of any of them um and it's the most bioware of them all yeah as opposed to modern bioware yeah definitely not true. that there's anything wrong with two or three they're both great games i have both on steam i don't know why i don't have three but i think that's because i was like my least favorite one but that's because three is only on uh, origin i believe really oh shit i didn't know that i believe so yeah lame well it'll probably end up on steam soon then yeah who the hell knows yeah freaking ea nothing's gonna be on anything with ea who knows well they put jedi fallen order on steam so eventually we should see it on there hopefully we'll see it give it to us (laughs) give us that trilogy remastered yes do it Oh, I would play that so fast. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. I, I would love a brand new playthrough of those. It, it only took him 10 years to realize that's what we wanted the whole time. I know. Give us, give us <laughs> your old shit. <laughs> right. How come you didn't know this? Oh, man. We don't want freaking seven plants versus zombie games. Exactly. I mean, I want one, maybe. Get this garbage out of here. All right, Ben, let's go ahead and continue with your number four. Mm. My number four game is coincidentally a, I was going to say a forkwall. I don't know. The fourth entry in a series. It is Resident Evil 4. Oh. I had a feeling Another this was going to be Another hopeless, game hopelessly addicted to. I definitely, this is probably my favorite game ever made. I think it's uh, the closest any games come to being perfect from a gameplay perspective at least from something i've played and in terms of action um action shootery games yeah i replayed this most of the game this year on switch and the switch version is not great but uh game's great yeah <laughs> this is one of those games too where i think i bought it on gamecube day one like pick it up um, I-, I still remember the clerk i'd pre-ordered it forever and the clerk person at eb games or, or wherever um, cause I was with my mom picking it up and it's like, you're sure you, this game's pretty violent. Like you get your head cut off with a chainsaw. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to do that to you. If you don't shut the fuck up right now, I'm getting this game. Okay. Uh, and she was like, okay, but I got the game decidedly. Yeah. Uh, I, I bought it on GameCube, bought it on Wii, bought it. I believe that I bought the PS3 version, uh, it's on Game Pass on Xbox. I bought it on PC, the the re-release one, the HD one, and then I bought it on Switch. I don't know how many times I've bought this game, and I will buy it 
as many more times as it takes. God, that game's good. I've done yeah. light speed runs of this game. Uh, it, every single moment of it, I think, is so damn smart. We still don't see games doing things that this game did in terms of like, oh, that guy's carrying something and you shoot his hand and he drops it or you shoot his leg and he like stumbles down. It, and this was a 2004 or 2005, actually, early 2005 game. We don't have games that do that stuff, that that has combat that feels this it's like so restrictive but that's what makes it kind of suspenseful and horror-y in air quotes and the closest thing really is resident evil 2 remake yeah 15 years later yeah man almost to the day actually 15 years later 14 years later i know how to count all right some years later but some (laughs) years later i i this is a I think in terms of games I've beaten the most, it'd either be Ocarina of Time or Resident Evil 4. Um, I've played through this game so many damn times, just over and over and over and over, and I've 100%ed it a lot. Nice. A lot. Did you ever get your, like, best time on a speedrun? Like, what? do you remember what that was? Um, I think it's just over two hours, but I... Oh, shit, that's not bad. I don't know. Um, it's on Steam, the record. I took a picture of it, but I, I don't know off the top of, hand, top of my head. I know as a kid, when I was playing it a ton, I'm pretty sure I got below two hours. Um, but that's not world record. World record's like 45 minutes or some shit. But that was no glitches. No glitches over a little bit over two hours. Yeah, yeah. Cool. That's, that's a key thing, because there's a glitch where you, like, take out the shotgun, but then you pause... And then when you go back from the menu, you like run real fast, <laughs> like a weirdo. <laughs> um, this was this was no glitches, no glitch speed run. Some oh, some so of my favorite ones. I don't really like glitches as much as I like seeing someone just beat the shit out of the game really quickly. I like yeah, I like it to be one or the other. Yeah. Or maybe like oh, there's one glitch to save two hours here, and that's it. Yeah, which is fine if it's like a painstaking like two hours that are gonna happen. <laughs> sure. It's it's more fun to watch speedruns where they're figuring it out and like oh this is a new route that someone so did this that's cool where they're testing things yeah. oh yeah yeah great game great yay game. great series great game. and maybe we'll see Resident Evil three remake eventually that was the other big story or one of the slow. rumors <laughs> yeah, this, it's definitely happening but yeah oh yeah it should totally happen remake the whole fucking series. <laughs> yeah do, do them all again just remake all of them and then remake start it again remake them yeah again. just keep remaking them i want resident evil 1 remade like re2 remake that'd be great that'd be cool that'd be cool with the same combat basically yeah just make everything on that engine and scary spiders Ooh. spooky spooky cool that's it Alrighty, let's move on to my fifth and final impactful game and then Ben will end with his. Impactful. Impact. The Last of Us on PlayStation oh, 3. Oh, good choice. So, I mean, I think The Last of Us is still my favorite game of all time. It was just such an incredible ride. And I really kind of went into The Last of Us not really knowing what to expect. Because I wasn't, like, mm-hmm. as entrenched in, like, the video game industry as I am now. As far as, like, reading up on news, watching trailers, all that shit. Like, 
so going through it and experiencing it and becoming attached to both characters like and just that game was so damn good and it's still really damn good and it makes me really excited for the last of us part two and i think about that game or the i think about the last of us all the time whenever i i think about like video games in general or my favorite games of all time or a game that i would love to experience for the first time all over again the last of us is always at the top of that list it was it was a hard pick between that and uncharted 2 among thieves Hmm. because they are both these games that just were like so incredible to play through at the same time like around the same time basically well Oh, like four years apart. Were they yeah. four years? I thought they were less than that. Maybe three years. Uh, well, Uncharted 3 came out before last Oh, shit. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Touche. But yeah, like, I mean, close proximity, I guess. <laughs> sure. Same generation. Same generation. Not... Same decade. There we go. I think Last of Us is the better choice. Last of Us is definitely a better choice. And, you know, obviously, like, by then, Naughty Dog was a lot more seasoned in this style, but... I just remember like parts of Uncharted 2 that were insane, like being in that building as it's collapsing and shit like that. Yeah. But the whole ride of, of The Last of Us was just breathtaking. And it was like, it was, it was a game that afterwards, like after I beat it, I like felt empty and I was just like, oh my God, what just happened? I went through this whole thing. These people made it and it was <laughs> crazy. And I hope they live a happily ever after <laughs> like i was just and then they were fine and they were fine nothing ever happened nothing again. ever happened again jeez oh, did you ever do the the ps4 remaster i did not but i do have i do own it i just like haven't mustered the i guess like the commitment to it because hmm. I, I don't want to start I... it and not complete it oh sure i think about the same time when i replayed half-life 2 i went back and I played that, the PS4 version. So it was the second time through the game. And man, it holds up. It holds up real good. <laughs> that, ah, that's a good game. It's a good game. It's a good choice. Thank you. Ben, go ahead and hit it's us good choice. with your final impactful game. Okay, the final one is... I'm going to say it, it's tough because I can't pick but I have to pick between Demon Souls and Dark Souls. Um, so I'll just say Demon Souls yeah. because they're basically the same fucking game, <laughs> more or less. Uh, and especially since I just played as I die. Oh, no. Uh, I got you sick through I'm the dying. microphone somehow. As I, I know, you're getting me sick. As I just played 30 hours, or 40 hours? I don't know, of Demon Souls this year and got the platinum and, and really loved that game, but... All the stuff I said about Ocarina of Time, where it was my first of everything, when you play a game like that, it, it's this different feeling, this feeling of mystery and, and not knowing what's around the next corner, kind of a, a wonder about everything. Um, and as you play more and more games, that feeling goes away pretty quickly. Yeah. And you don't realize that. But the game that made me realize that and made me feel that feeling again, like when I was freaking eight years old, was Demon Souls. Uh, going around that world and not knowing what was around the corner, seeing an enemy and stopping, like just physically stopping the character and, and, and going like, did it see me? What is it? What is it doing? I don't know what it's doing. What's happening? Like 
those moments that that feeling doesn't exist in 99% of games you play ever except for really the souls games or when you're nine and don't know what the hell's going on uh and that's what's so cool and special about it for me is that that feeling it's able to give or was able to give like to remind me like this is how you used to play games when you had no idea what was going on and when you saw a boss door you were scared and did not know what to expect because you literally had no idea what could be around the corner and that's what the souls games do um i loved demon souls back when it came out i bought it more or less on a whim uh and quickly realized like this is the natural extension of of hardcore zelda like which sounds more erotic than i wanted to sound <laughs> but, but that's what it is it's if if zelda was just brutal um and i do think the difficulty's overblown but it's just a game that demands your time and respect and and listening to what it's trying to tell you to do uh i never thought we'd we'd get anything more like i I played Demon's Souls the fall it came out, and I beat it around the February after it came out. Um, and I only know this because when I was getting the Platinum, I looked at the dates. <laughs> I was like, when did I play this game? Uh, I never expected to see anything else. And when I saw that trailer for Dark Souls, it, it, it was incredible. I've never been so excited for a, a game based on its trailer, uh, except for maybe Dark Souls 2. <laughs> really nice uh but dark souls one i never expected to get another thing like this i thought this was you know sony didn't even publish it here it barely came out in america to the fact that this is now a a genre is mind-blowing to me and that we're still getting stuff like bloodborne and sekiro that and neo that push this further yeah and and just take it take that idea and ran with it is is just unbelievable to me but demon souls is great freaking probably the one of the best games i played this year and it's a 10 year old game there you go yeah i remember getting it the first time and i love the first time part of that it (laughs) beat the shit out of me i mean i (laughs) i had such a hard time with demon souls that i did get rid of it like i sold it (laughs) and then i eventually rebought it again and sold it again. <laughs> I eventually, I think I own it on PS Plus. I think it was. Yeah. It was either one of the free games for a month or it was part of like the starting library at the time. It was, it was a free game at one point. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I'll never beat that game. And I don't know if I'll ever go back and play it, but damn, do I respect the shit out of that game. <laughs> it made me I, respect crazy. it. It made me respect it. I mean that that game started a, a, a genre in a way that <laughs> how would that happen? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's funny. I, I think Demon Souls is perhaps one of the tougher ones to get into, but the easier one overall. Um, its difficulty curve really turns into like an ups like a camel's hump. <laughs> like it just wee down the end of the game. Um, <laughs> As opposed to Dark Souls, which is more consistent um, until post game, but or not post game, but mid Lord Vessel. Yeah. Did you ever play Dark Souls? Um, I shit, I don't think I have. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I think Dark Souls is tougher to go back to. I've tried to go back to Dark Souls 1, and it's it's that open world design that's a little more old school. Yeah. As opposed to Demon Souls, which is linear-ish. Definitely not an open world. Um, it's linear, but you can pick where, where to go, kind of. I think that holds up a bit more. But I want to go back and play Dark Souls. Speaking <laughs> of Dark Souls 1, let's, let's do yeah. it. Yeah. Did you? Um, were you thinking uh, of getting the remastered one for Switch? Oh, I already bought that. Oh, you did? Okay. 100%. I haven't played like four hours of it when it came out. <laughs> nice. Okay, cool. I, I think I, I bought it on PS3. I bought it on PC. And then they re-released it. I bought it on PC. I'm so into Dark Souls 2. It was coming out on PS3, and then it was coming out on PC like two months later, and I wanted to play the PC version, but I could not wait. So I played through the entire game on PS3 and then still bought the PS the PC version. Nice. <laughs> and it was worth it. Dark Souls 2? People shit on Dark Souls 2. It's better than Dark Souls 3. So those are facts. Okay. That's a good game. All right. Okay, guys? That's a good game. Can't argue with that. I think I bought that game a third time, actually, too, because they did the Scholar of the First Sin. I bought that game too many times is basically the answer to that question. That happens a lot. It does with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with me specifically. How many times did I buy Ocarina of Time? Probably three. Yeah. Idiot. Worth it. Well, definitely. Cool. Well, shit, man. I think we have a pretty good list. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad we didn't overlap on any of them you have some more modern stuff most of my stuff's a little older yeah yeah i mean um, I, I think because like i mean i played video games my whole childhood really but i don't think i really became like super passionate about them until man like fucking 2004 really <laughs> i mean they're just like that was really what okay like i mean i always played pokemon like everybody played pokemon everybody played sure but it wasn't it wasn't the same like one that didn't make my list was like the first thing to get cut was Sonic 2 because this is like the first game I really played and got into but yeah yeah like I considered having um Super Mario World on mine um definitely a game that I put a yeah. lot of time into and really loved as a kid but like did it have an impact on me not really not really, not really. Yeah. I, I just played games at, at that time it was really like I don't know that was just maybe part of molding my gaming taste or my love for games but like i'd always loved video games but it wasn't really until like these other games that i really like felt more passion towards video games and really like mm -hmm. cared more about like the whole industry and the world of video games and like just really paying just a lot more attention to it yep and that's what i meant by impactful, impactful. brace yourselves wow buckle up for safety yeah <laughs> <laughs> man hopefully there wasn't like some crazy news this week that this episode is airing because like mm. i mean when's the game awards because let's hope we didn't fuck that up i think that's december isn't it uh newsflash <laughs> it's gonna be december when this goes up oh it is okay well that makes sense i think it i think we'll be bro. fine i think we'll be recording right yeah. after it just in case we are recording this on the 23rd of November. So. Secret. Spoiler alert. <laughs> okay, it's December 12th. We're good. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well, Ben, that's going to do it here for us. Hopefully, we both had a really good Thanksgiving by this time. 
and mm-hmm. um we're back playing more cool games and they actually announced half-life 3 and i don't know anything else you can think of that you would want them to announce someone out there in the world uh demon souls remastered demon souls remastered mass effect trilogy um a lot of things that aren't gonna happen well some of those might happen maybe maybe yeah cool all right well that's gonna do it here for us on this episode and we will catch you guys next time thank you again for all the listens all the shares all the love peace out be good that was the sound of sharing oh i didn't know that's what it sounded like it's usually more quiet okay it's usually more like someone's like ugh, i gotta share and then the other people are like oh thanks dude oh that's the sound of share yeah fine